Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. So Matt and I were watching uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's like yes. Politico compilation where they like stitch together all her racist Instagram Live videos. And yes. despite the treat, because um, I found out from her that the most oppressed group of people is white males. They're actually okay. oppressed. That's have good you, news for us. Have you seen some of her like actual content she puts out there? Um, uh, yes and no. Um, what is this? Hold on. Sorry, I was opening uh, a letter. Um, yeah, I saw, um, she did a commercial where she, um, and this was like kind of right after the George Floyd protest, where she like, um, or right after they, they spun the sort of like, uh, Antifa's causing it. And it was her with like a gun. And she was like, I dare you Antifa people to come up here to Georgia and take or whatever. And she like cocked her gun. And I was like, yeah, they're really going to pull up. They're really going to roll up in like Dalton, you know, going to like start shooting up the place. Um, and I've seen like um, like from the podcast, Josh, the QAnon Anonymous, where um, they went through like her Q stuff. So I like and she was really heavy into that when that first I mean, still is. But like. When like in like 2017, she did like a bunch of live streams where she's talked about Q uh, or whatever. So I got to hear her talk about that. So that's pretty cool. I'm pretty up to date on that stuff. Yeah, there's like a how how long would you say that video was? It was nine um, I I kind of want to like maybe have part of the pod us watching this video together as a unit and commentate okay. on it. Would you be down to do that? Or do you, are there more prescient things on your mind? There's more prescient things on my mind, such as not doing that. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, but no. she's, she's in a the the runoff that's happening August 11th. So we're all going to be checking our Google updates to make sure she wins and has to run. Yeah, we're all going to go vote for her. I know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even though we're not in her district, we're we're still going to. Is is she in your district, Cole? Yes. No, I don't. I think no. You said she's in Dalton. She's in. She's Caitlin. What's your district? Caitlin has a Georgia district. No, actually, no. She's like a Ohio sleeper agent. She still votes in Ohio despite living here. Um, but um, like, yeah, she's she's representing the 14th, which is Northwest Georgia, which is yeah, like Dalton, like Chattanooga, like. Um, all those areas, I think, like even Calhoun. Um, yeah, but I don't think it extends as oh, far I as vote me. For her. I, my, uh, I could vote for her. My voting is in uh, Calhoun because I didn't want to. Okay. I didn't want to pay for admission. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll all. Um, yeah, we're gonna be like her. Um, you know, like the Republicans are like, oh, they're busting in like illegal immigrants. That we're gonna be that for her. They're gonna bust us in uh, from slightly south. Uh, <laughs> slightly south North Georgia to come vote for her. Yeah, these these illegal illegal immigrants, uh, Antifa members from Fulton and Cobb County. I will tell you yeah. though, going to the gym, I have seen a lot more uh, like out of town plates, like New York and like. Oh, keep an eye on that, yeah, Matt. Keep an eye on that. That's suspicious. Like, these are the Antifa super soldiers, like working out, trying to you know go beat up white people who are praying or whatever. 
in their little Baptist church. Mm-hmm. My favorite, really quickly, um, before we move on, my favorite bit that I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene do on her Instagram live video was, uh, well, one, the Muslim invasion that's happening in right. America. You know, they've been talking about for years and years, which I'm really not seeing. But, you know, it's it's supposedly out there. It's happening. They want to bring Sharia law to America. And then the other bit was, uh, you know, white males are the most oppressed class. She's like, sure, we're, slavery happened, but we have a Bill of Rights. And so everybody's equal. Mm-hmm. So racism yeah. doesn't exist. Right. racism. I don't know what she does for a living, but it's like her dad paid for her college. So it's like, yeah, everyone's equal. Everyone's dad. Everyone's rich white dad pays for their college. Yeah. She right. said uh, the reason... The, the I'm reason a white, I'm a white woman, the most oppressed class. The sec, second most oppressed class. She's like, I actually am bi, so I'm oppressed. I'm the most oppressed person you could possibly. That'd be quite a dynamic if she was like, I'm like far right, but I'm also bi. Yeah. Well, that's the go-to, right? Like that's the that's the trying, trying to win over the other side infiltrate the other side by not actually infiltrating the other side. Hmm. So Cole, do you know what's going on with the whole Charles Booker, Amy McGrath deal? Um, so what I've uh, been following, so have we talked about Amy McGrath on here or just that I don't race? Think so. so Amy McGrath is, if there's like a blueprint for like, democratic strategy like she's one example of that so uh so what democrats love to do is um i mean this is the strategy um going back even to sort of like the like uh, obama years is um like uh rahm emanuel like uh sort of obama's one of obama's like heavy hitters like basically spearheaded like a strategy where Okay, what we're gonna do is, um, you know, leading up to sort of the 2010 midterms, we're gonna like nominate a bunch of like ex cops, ex veterans, basically like you know your center right, like uh, like a like a crop of center right Democrats who are all ex cops, ex whatever, right? Um, you know, the strategy being, well, uh, you know, Americans love cops, they love the troops. And also, like, you know, Republicans, they love, you know, the cops and the troops. So, you know, we're going to win some of them over, right? Uh, and then in 2010, there were uh, the Democrats, like, it was like the, like a massive historical loss for the Democrats. Like, the Republicans, like, swept in, uh, you know, the, stole the House, uh, you know, all this stuff, right? So, it, you know, it fell flat on his face. And Amy McGrath is like, like, like an extension of that. Like, she is. Um, in 2018, she was one of the few, like she lost her race to a Republican, uh, in 2018. So, uh, in that big blue wave, like that sort of like take back of the house, she lost her house race. So, uh, there's, you know, score one for her. Like she's like, she's a loser, right? So the Democrats like her. Um, and her thing is that she was in the air force, I think. Um, so, uh, like, a like, you can find like some of her like campaign uh, uh, commercials from back then. And her big thing was like, Trump is limiting the military. Like he's not letting the military do like its thing, which I don't, you know, whatever that happens to be like bombing Iran or like. Listen, I, I listen under Obama, we were doing 
X amount of bombs a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now we're not bombing nearly as much. So obviously Trump hates the truth. Like our, our tonnage of bombs dropped per day has dropped precip- precipitously. So we gotta we gotta fix that. So that was her, like her 2018 thing, which is which is to be like, oh, the, like the Republicans love the troops. So what I'll do is I'll just be like, I'm the ultimate troop. Like I was a troop. I love the troops so much that. I even like I know that Trump is like not letting them do their troop potential, right? Um, and of course that failed because why would anyone fall for that? Like, why ha- why vote for you when you know whatever like uh, you know like the guy running against her like 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 Phil Sludge builds or whatever, right? Is like even like why why we accept you know like she's like a false idol like why accept her? Um, and now, like for this race, like she was running to try to take uh, Mitch McConnell's seat, um, and uh, the primary uh, actual turtle from the Neverending Story, Mitch McConnell. Yes, Atrey, you. I'm here to tell you why black people are bad. Um, so this race, like the 2020, like this primary, right? It's between her and a guy, uh, Charles Booker, I think is his um, full uh, Christian given name. And um, so McGrath has been like, um, like I remember seeing stuff about her back in 2019. Like she's been like sort of the, um, like she's like the one, the establishment is behind her. And if you look at like the fundraising numbers, it like she's raised like 41, like like put $41 million into the race. A lot of that her own money, but also a lot of that. Raised is kind of like the wrong term. You know, she was funded by elites. It wasn't like cold calls that, you know, gave her $41 million. These were, you know, very specific placements of money through super PACs and elite donors. Yeah. Yeah, no, this wasn't like the Bernie, like small donation type deal. This was like the this the establishment oh. money uh, can, mobilizing can I, behind her because she's the I, establishment. Pick. Can I say something real quick? Bernie fucking uh, emails yeah, me. Ahead. Bernie fucking emails me today and's like, oh, could you could you donate? He emailed me twice today. Could you donate? And I was just like, I, I looked at it and I said, fuck you, like unsuspend your campaign, you fucking cocksucker, and did did not donate. There you go. That's that's yeah. All. Um, stop asking me. For- I, yeah. <laughs> no, I I have the same. Th- I'm the same way. Stop asking me for money. Um, and I'm not like like I remember seeing like people be like um like obviously you know Bernie dropping out. There's a lot of anger going around. People being like you know give me my money back. Uh, I kind of understand that because like like. You know, all that money basically went to Biden. Like once Bernie dropped out, he kind of just pledged his support behind Biden. And so I'm a little annoyed about that. Like the, you know, whatever I gave like over a hundred dollars, and you know that ended up in Biden's pocket. And at this point, like Bernie's, like, you know, like yeah, give money to these candidates. And I'm just like, I'm sure like they're good candidates, but like I don't want to give. I don't. I'm not trying to give my money to like you know, the democratic establishment at the moment, which is like, especially if those candidates like, like lose or like lose their primaries, like that's who the money's going to go to. So yeah, I'm kind of like, yeah, and, no, and it's interested. like, you know, also I said this today, I was like, imagine like actually giving two shits about like electoral politics anymore. Cause I mean, like, that's the thing that 
Yes. And I'm not in the I'm not on the stupid ass Michael Tracy like. And I won't call my my girlfriend stupid because that's bad. Angela Nagel's not stupid. She just got sucked in by Michael Tracy. Um, their dumbass take where it was like, uh, yeah, actually, uh, the, the DNC wasn't against Bernie. It was the fact that he just couldn't appeal to like a voting base or whatever. Uh, I'm not on that train, but I'm on the train that like, um, what did you expect? Electoralism's dumb. Uh, Especially as it, as it exists now. Like. Yeah, I'm kind of over it, like, honestly. Like, yeah. I was just kind of like, when they said, oh, you know, and then, honestly, the reason I'm, one of the main reasons I'm over it is because all the people uh, who didn't support any of the BLM movement or any of the protests were like, hey, just go vote. And I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah, like, yep, it's not, obviously, voting isn't a threat to the establishment at all. Um... So, and then, like, you know, the DNC apparently fucked, you know, Booker out of the race. And I said, uh, you know, who cares? Like, even if he would have won, or even if he does win because it's not over yet or whatever, um, he's not going to help anything. He's not going to do anything, you know. So, none of them are. So, it's like, what, like, who cares anymore at this point about voting in general? Yeah, uh, like Booker's chances of beating McConnell, uh, like looking at the polling, were pretty slim to begin with. Um, he had a better chance, at least as far as polling was showing, he had a better chance than McGrath uh, does or or would. Um, she's pretty consistently down, like over twenty points, and he's, you know, he's still down double digits, but it's it, you know, it's. Um, better and he is like just generally like a better i mean he's like much better than mcgrath is on pretty much every issue he's um to her left on pretty much every issue so um i i def i i see the sentiment because again like it's unlikely he would have beat mcconnell mcconnell is just too entrenched in there um and as far as like but as far as like getting stuff done um getting uh mcconnell out of the senate would have been like if we can say any sort of step towards getting something whatever done, then yeah, getting McConnell out would be it. But like, then it, again, it'd be like, well, even with him out of the Senate, like say November comes and like a miracle happens and he gets ousted, it's like we would have like you know who would be president, right? We'd either have Trump, right? So it would just be sort of like more, uh, just you know, four more years of sort of like a obstruction, like an obstructed um, government, or we'd have Biden. And what's Biden going to really be pushing through? Like we saw with Obama that even having a supermajority, like they're not really going to push anything meaningful through. Um, though, yeah, I, I, you know, again, I much would have much rather seen Booker go up because McGrath to me is just so. Um, like, first of all, I know, like I'm annoyed at her in general, but also just the fact that we're at the point where basically a Republican, cause McGrath is like a Republican. She's a pro Trump Democrat. That's what she's been pulling herself as is like, yeah. I'm going to be the one to help Trump get his agenda. Like she's literally saying explicitly well, like, I, yeah, know. I mean like the thing is, so, um, a lot of Democrat, the biggest thing that I've noticed is a lot of Democrats fucking hate Republicans because like, they're the exact same people. So like Republicans only listen to people who have an R by their name on Fox news 
and Democrats only listen to people who have a D by their name on CNN or MSNBC or whatever stupid ass news station. Or they listen to what, what's annoying. Or they listen to Republicans. Like Democrats will like yeah. Just be so like, and that's the thing. Like they're like we need to reach across the aisle. We need to like work together and all this stuff. And the thing is like, um, the main reason why I said it really what doesn't matter is because like even the progressive candidates like haven't really done much like. Um, I mean, we've had, you know, a pretty a, like pretty substantial number of progressive candidates, you know, actually win. And it's like nothing has been done. And even these progressive candidates are telling you to go vote. So it's like, OK, well, well, how about, you know, instead of voting on something and instead of like saying we're going to take all the, the people who the white people who voice black characters and ma- allow black people to voice them. Why don't you like actually stop cops from killing people? You know, like why don't you actually do some change? But they don't. They just play the stupid ass political game. In in defense on the federal level, not necessarily state, but federal, with the way that the Senate is set up, the House has passed a ton of bills, granted shitty, but you know, better than what we have now. And then they just sit on Mitch McConnell's desk. So it's been like that. Basically, no matter because everybody gets so excited about these bills that pass in the House and then it's like, well, why are we even getting our hopes up when the Senate? And so I think that's that's kind of why there is so much attention on the McGrath Booker uh, primary, because whoever wins, you know, probably McGrath, it seems like we'll take on Mitch McConnell. And ultimately, he is the single biggest obstruction to democracy that's happening right now. Yeah, he, yeah, as the um, sort of, like, I mean, he's, he figured out the game a long time ago um, and has been, yeah, probably the single biggest, um, uh, I mean, and, and honestly, to his credit, like, like, he figured this shit out, so, like, um, and Democrats have just con- consistently been just, you know, fumbling around drooling, so, um, you know, uh, I guess it, to give him credit on that, he's figured- and there- this the candidate guy, that they're yeah. pushing against Trump is the like the fucking king of sitting around drooling. Yeah, <laughs> like, like fumbling around for his car keys in the middle of the night, like going going. Oh, I need to go fight the war or whatever. And they're like, "Honey, what yeah. what war are you talking about?" And he's like, "The War of eighteen twelve." Yeah. Like, Biden consistently waking. Like Biden is basically experiencing season three of True Detective. Like, like he's just constantly like just like getting lost in like like in his brain he's still like with obama in the white house like biden, anytime guy pierce from memento but he can't like even kill people like he's yeah. just that useless like he like he looks to like the shit he's written on himself and it just says like jelly beans and he's like what does this mean um he says corn pop is that a name yeah, or yeah, a, a, a brand of cereal yeah. Uh, but he like uh, finds a picture of himself and on the back of it, it says, don't believe this line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm more mad is though right now. It's like, what, what good has voting done and what, what good has voting never done really? Well, also like, here's the thing. The biggest thing that you have to realize too is like, I mean, and the reason I'm so disenfranchised right now and you can obviously one is my medicine too. I'm just like pissed off cause I'm disenfranchised. But anyway, uh, the thing is, like, 
when you have Bernie saying you need to give more money to the cops, like something's fucking wrong and you realize something's fucking wrong and you like, you've known it for a long time, but then you have this like false hope in like, you know, some progressive candidates winning and to try and change something. And then you have these videos, these horrific videos that keep coming out and have been coming out for years. And you've been saying for years, you've been saying all cops are bad. All cops are bastards. It's an evil institution. Right. And then you have these videos that come out of like, like more and more frequently of cops just like murdering people. And then the guy who you champion as your progressive candidate says, we need to give more money to the cops. Like, fuck you. Like voting doesn't fucking work and they're not there for you. They don't care about you. But anyway, also, uh, yeah, like, um, also, uh, one second though, I wanted to say this just for, before I forget it. We we're talking about Memento. Uh, it came out that Christopher Nolan will allow people to sit down on set. So that's funny. Yeah, that's been fun. Um, yeah, I saw that. It's like, and was like, oh, it's fun to do. Um, there's no chairs on set. So if you, uh, you know, everyone's standing constantly all the time. And I'm just thinking, like, isn't just filming shit, doesn't that just involve, like, it's like two people are filming stuff and then you have a hundred people just standing by. Well, so yeah, like, he, is he it said, just like, I can't imagine something more tedious. He said, uh, he said that, um, if you're not standing, like if you're sitting down, you're not working. And I was like, that's rich. Like his job is literally fake. Like it's not work. Like he just sits there and says, you talk bad in this one part, talk better. I'm like, directors, like a, being a director is yeah. not a fucking job like at all. What is it? Just like it's just stand over there. Yeah. Um, and also, don't direct. What the fuck does he does he do? Like, isn't that part of the job? You have a chair that says like Nolan on the back of it. You know. That's really it, actually Hollywood nine percent things that making a movie. Yeah, it's just having a chair with your name on it, and you sit in it, and you hold like a big cone in front of your face and scream action, right? Isn't that what it is? That's not a job. I yeah, could do that. Hell, literally anyone could do that. A fucking stupid ass like chimpanzee could do that. Like an eight, like I'm pretty sure you could run rice script, like an AI script that could like direct the movie pretty well. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. If like Michael Bay, if we just find out that he's actually just like a like a modem, right? They just programmed in like, well, like I mean, Transformers, you know, one through a hundred. You guys saw the you guys saw the thing I sent where it was um it was independent.co.uk uh, and their thing where they were talking about how um at, like and I didn't believe it when someone said it on Twitter but then I was like I looked into it more and I was like holy shit it was like abstractionism was a uh, was literally a psyop by the CIA like the abstract expressionist like movement in America was funded by the CIA and I I was like damn all right and the the article, the, the UK journalist says that, oh, it was funded by the CIA because they wanted to show that like capitalism could produce better art than like the restrictive communist Soviet Union. And I was like, I don't think right. that's why I agree with the I, I that might be part of it. But I agree with the first take that I saw that I didn't actually believe. But now I do where they were saying that like abstractionism was a way to detract from uh, materialism. Like it was literally like they were trying to push this agenda of like 
the only thing that matters about this painting is feelings instead of like the actual content of the painting. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense that the CIA would fucking do that to distract from like, you know, the material uh, poverty that most people have. It's uh, regardless of the of the uh, it's like just like gives me you know unless there's just one or two agents who are just like like big art dilettantes whatever I don't like that just sends me like red flags from the beginning like any anyone. Like any any fucking artist with like, oh, like how do I make my money? Oh, I receive a fucking like envelope from a guy in a black van every month to keep like kind of putting squiggly lines on a canvas that says like brevity, you know, like shit like that. Like I, I from the from from like Jump Street, I'm just I'm so suspect of that anyway. One of my favorite stories uh, about Hollywood going back to the whole direct thing is like uh, actors will talk about, you know, what it's like to work with this director or that director. And one of my favorites um, is the Coen brothers. And I think it was Oscar Isaac one time was talking about what it was like to work with the Coen brothers. He's like, you know, most of the time um, you'll do your take and they'll just make faces and they won't give you any feedback. And that honestly, that was just genius. I don't like, (laughs) so you're telling me they would sit there and do absolutely nothing but that was so profound. Uh, <laughs> so getting them the whole directors like don't do their jobs are fake. I think the Coen brothers are probably probably up there too. Um, the the memes that came out of the Nolan thing, like uh, see the scene of the Dark Knight where where the Joker sitting down. That was showing chaos when you sit down in a chair that breeds <laughs> chaos. Yeah, and order is standing. In a chair. It's, nothing, it's kind like, of, like it's Nolan's kind of, like nothing good ever happened in a chair. Yeah. It's kind of funny as well because um um like everyone is talking about like the Nolan films, like you know, everyone um read like the completely wrong message in like all the Batman movies. And it's so funny because it like actually can't comes to bite him in the ass like later. So um because the in the dark night you know, one of the things was that a lot of people latched on to uh, the Joker and they thought the Joker was really cool. So they were like, oh, like it's because he's an anarchist. And it's like, well, no, the Joker's like a lunatic that's free from ideology. Like he's he's like he doesn't have any ideology. He's just he's literally like he's not even anarchism at that point. He's just chaos. And, uh, you know, like like no one was like, this is awful. Like the, the the thing that you need to do, like no more dead cops like we have to protect our police force and including like the best police officer, which is, um, Batman, right. Cause Batman's got the biggest guns and the, and the most Kung Fu training or whatever. Um, so he needs to fight the Joker and win in the end. And then like dark Knight rises comes out and like, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause everyone's like, damn, Bane's fucking awesome. And he's, Nolan's like, try to show how, how bad these occupy wall street peep communists were. And everyone was like, damn, Bane's actually tight. So it's Christopher Nolan just every time he just fails <laughs> his fucking message. I mean, I like a lot of his movies. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, I think on on 
knowing more about Nolan and just kind of growing up and stuff and seeing Nolan's films, like all of his movies are stupid. Like that's the the thing about his movies is they're all dumb. They're from for dumb babies. They're like a, they're they're the Joe Rogan of films, if you will. Okay. So like, it's like what if Inception was like, you know, four dream levels within dreams, but also there was a lot of guns and shooting and kung fu fights in a twisty hallway. It's like, okay, like, sure. Yeah, I guess. Like- the thing about Inception, like, even when I watched it sort of as, like, a breathless teenager and, like, you know, was sitting in awe of it, is, like, like dreams don't work that way. Like, I've <laughs> never had a dream, like, that has been, even when I've, I've like, lucid dreamed before in the sense to where I recognize it as, as a dream, mm-hmm. but they don't have that, like, consistency to them. Like, none of it felt, like, dreamlike. Like, like it felt like just just a, a heist it's a heist movie and like we're gonna heist someone's mind or their dream it's like like you know i'd like to see him like hook me up to that machine and then like enter in it's like i'm working as an usher at a movie theater and my boss is thanos like that's a dream i've had <laughs> i've never dreamed that i'm like a fucking bank robber <laughs> like yeah, a dream you, know. you had was uh was uh, you were working in a movie theater and you really dreamed of getting to Hollywood. And when you finally come to Hollywood, the Hollywood producer is Josh Brolin as Thanos and you have to suck his dick. And you woke up and you creamed your pants. Actually, in this case, uh, my boss, Thanos, asked me to retrieve the Dragon Balls. So I was having like just these, just all these like fucking pop culture shit was just blending together into my the soup that is my brain. So, what the fuck is um, wrong with British people, dude? <laughs> like British people, like Americans are so fucking stupid, but British people are awful. Is something specific in mind? Christopher Nolan. Like, oh, Nolan's British. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. That. He's like a Tory asshole or whatever. So he's so he's making Inception. He's like, what if your your dreams were like full of people, mate? He's like, what if the Chinese man, right? has a fucking company and you have to incept in a fucking company. You have to incept this dream notion, right? You have to go down four levels in dreams, which, you know, is is term, is British terminology for India. (laughs) (laughs) The dreams are like the Raj, you know. And this guy, he's Gandhi. Wait, Governor, what if a man forgot his fucking memories? But he also had a gun. <laughs> what if Robin Williams was a serial killer and rapist? <laughs> and Al Pacino was a little bit tired the entire time. But, but not tired enough to go to sleep. He had to stay up, you see. <laughs> what movie is he hearing? Insomnia. <laughs> that's another noise. Wait, that's a movie? Yeah. Robin Williams, right? Rob- he may have sexually abused someone. Yeah, it's like... You know, I'm in Alaska and I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I can't sleep. I've not seen this. I have to watch this. Yeah, no, Al Pacino can't sleep because Alaska doesn't get no. Alaska have no dark during summertime. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's so, like he's yep. it's his conscious that's keeping him up as well. It's not just the sunlight. Okay. You know, we have, we understand you have trouble sleeping. He's like, I can't fucking sleep because I'm a cop. That's all you need to know is that he was a cop, so like you know he's corrupt as shit. So, wait, 
So this is I didn't know I didn't know Robin Williams played like a serial like sex offender in two movies. Well, like what's the I, other sex offender movie he was in. Um, One Hour Photo. I never. Where he that. well, he's not. In fairness, he doesn't actually. Well, he kind of is and he isn't. He basically is like he works at Kinko's or whatever like photo development place, and he becomes obsessed with like this family and like stalks them and like buys their kid a Gundam at one point, which is weird. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and he like, um, yeah, he like finds out the husband's cheating. This is spoilers, but it's from like 1999 or whatever, but he finds out the husband is cheating. So he like follows them to their hotel and like breaks in and then just like takes pictures of them naked. And that's like his big plot is to like, like, get the wife to love him by like showing that the husband did that. And, but then he just goes to jail. Um, I didn't know he, yeah, that's so insomnia is like the, yeah, I didn't know. I thought that was the one like bad, like when one movie where Robin Williams broke bad, but apparently not. No, it's uh, yeah, it's like the, it's the Nolan movie after prestige right after prestige and before batman begins or something like that. i think it's right before batman begins it is yeah yeah and and uh yeah it's definitely um after memento and before batman begins there you go and then prestige was after batman begins okay i like the prestige the prestige is also like a really fucking stupid movie that's pretty awesome what if you (laughs) were a magician and you had a twin isn't that the whole plot yeah, so like the whole okay, so it, it's it's the the Nolan thing that he has to constantly do like his plot twist, right? He's he, like a lot of people talk about M Night Shyamalan and say, oh, M Night Shyamalan does a bunch of plot twists. Well, Nolan is just as bad with the plot twists, and so there's two plot twists in the entirety of the Prestige, and it the first one is that Hugh Jackman is uh, cloning himself. They're wondering how he's getting from like point A to point B because he's the greatest magician who's ever lived. And it turns out he's cloning himself. Well, Christian Bale, who survives and gets the one up on uh, Hugh Jackman, it turns out that he had a twin brother. (laughs) So wait, so Hugh Jackman not only is cloning himself, but is also a twin? No, no, no. Christian Bale. Oh, the rival magician. He has a twin brother. So it's almost like he has a clone, but because there's not. scenes, there's scenes in the movie where the wife is like, "I don't even know who you are. You're like a different person," and it's because Christian Bale <laughs> was switching out with his his twin brother, Bristian Kale. Isn't that like? Wait, so the wife isn't that rape? If the twin. Uh... Has- I don't know if he ever has sex. I don't know if the brother ever has sex with her. I don't know. I would hope. Well, I would if hope he did, that. if he did, then yes, I think that would. But then count. there's a scene that's like the least subtle thing ever. And because, okay, so one of them, they're always together, right? The two brothers. And one of them's always the assistant, but he's dressed up like an old man. So you can't really tell. He's got like this giant beard and he's got this like hat and he's got glasses on and stuff. So, you know, you can't tell that they're Christian Bale. Um, and there's a scene where Christian Bale's daughter sees the assistant and the assistant looks at her and does the, the shush, the one finger to the lip shush motion because she knows that 
the assistant is actually Christian Bale, her dad, not Christian Bale, the brother. Okay. And like, is the plot of the movie, the plot of the movie is like, they're like enemies. Like, yeah, the, they're, they're, they're trying to, yeah, they're trying to outrival each other by doing the best, the best, uh, the best magic. And turns out they suck ass at magic. So they have to go through all this shit just to and come Michael up with Kine, clones. Michael Kine, he, what he does is he, he treats both of them like sons. He's like, here's, I'm going to teach you both how to do magic. And he does magic. And, uh, and they're both like, uh, David Bowie's in it in the movie as uh, uh, fuck. What's his uh, uh, Tesla. Tesla? He's in the movie as Tesla, and Tesla invents oh, nice. clone, cloning apparently. So yeah, so Hugh Jackman becomes the best magician that's ever existed ever because he makes clones that kill himself. Also, not only does he kill clones, which is like the whole ethical dilemma with that. Like, isn't there a scene where he gets Christian Bale where, killed? Well, yeah. Well, also that, but Michael Michael Caine like just kills a fuck ton of pigeons. Like, he's like, oh, how do you do this trick? He's like, oh, well, I'll kill a pigeon, and then there's another one. Yeah, that's well, that's the whole like crux of the movie is that like it's you know there's nothing more important than magic in 18th century or 17th century, wherever the fuck London. <laughs> So and a lot of pigeons and people died because of cloning and shit. Yeah. You can also clone hats. I think he clones a bunch of hats. He clones hats. Yeah. Because yeah, he throws the hat through the cloning machine and it comes out on the other side <laughs> as a clone. He's like, where did all the but hats like, go there's, that there's, I put in the machine? All my hats disappeared. But like all of Christopher Nolan's movies have. I mean, I guess Dunkirk's pretty straightforward. It's got a weird timeline in it. But um, all of Christopher Nolan's movies have these stupid ass, like dumbass plot twists. Like in uh, Interstellar, you know. Of course, there's no. Like, there was a plot twist in Dunkirk where you find out that the the mute guy is actually it's German. French. Or no, he's French. French or whatever. Because the fucking British were like, you know, sorry, no, you know, no room on the on the Ark, um, you know, left behind like 80,000 French soldiers. A lot of them were, were colonial, like African soldiers who just got fucking executed. So anytime you watch that movie and like the fucking triumphant music is, you know, billowing over the fucking fleet running away, which that's what they were doing. They're running away because they got caught. Oh, I, I got to talk about the fucking book I read. Um, about like the Germans and how they use fucking meth to do that. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> they just fucking ran away and left them all to die. So every time it's like, you know, uh, who's the guy? Uh, like Branagh, Kenneth Branagh is like sitting there, like we got them all away, boys. Just, just imagine off to your right, off camera right, is a bunch of Germans just executing French soldiers. Like just imagine that, and then be like, yeah, this is so great. We ran away well. You know, merci, merci. Yeah, it's the bravest running away anyone's ever done. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, back to politics. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Christian Nolan has dog shit politics. That's what we were trying to say with that entire thing. Um, Can but, I, yeah. I say I have two. Uh, I have some Nolan ideas. Um, we should remake Inception, but. Um, instead of like trying to like, you know, whatever, steal, um, secrets from like a, a, a Japanese guy, we just go in to try to make him think he's gay. 
So we incept the idea that he's gay. Okay, so I want to say this, and this didn't get any traction. I'm very disappointed. I put out a tweet that I thought was a banger. And I said, it's like the scene from Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. But instead of the mind fight between Moriarty and Sherlock, Sherlock, it's them trying to suck each other's dick. Yeah. (laughs) Between between Moriarty and Shylock. They're trying to (laughs) suck each other's dicks in their minds. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good. It's funny, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he's trying to incept like gay sex. Yeah. It's like at every dream level, it just ends with like the guy they're incepting getting like sucked off or whatever. Yeah. And eventually, when they pull them, when they simultaneously, it's like instead of like all four of like the whatever, like whatever the dream sequence going at once, where they all have to like like I don't know, crash a car or get like like yeah, and the, and the music's like da 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 yeah. It's it's just at the bois. It's it's the guy getting sucked off in four different dreams. <laughs> so at the end, he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, I'm gay." And it's like, "Oh, we succeeded." It's like in doing what, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but at gay. what cost? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, the fucking I want to say about like so like the Dark Knight. I loved. I lo- I did love the Dark Knight. I still do. Um, I rises. Interesting, but um, yeah, and I think that there are like in both like Rises and The Dark Knight, there are like this sort of like weird reverence for like police officers, like no like and, like I know in right yeah, like I forgot in Rises that the movie ends with like the cops, like an army of police coming out of the sewer to like it's, fight Bane, and it's, it's like fighting the 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 Gotham criminals. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. Um, and Dark Knight begins with like the Joker, like like he captures a cop and he's like torturing him on like video. Well, that's the second part. It begins with the bank robbery. That's oh yeah yeah, and then and then it it cuts in with that, and it's like, (laughs) what's funny is like the Joker is like, why do you like Batman? Huh? Tell me that. See, and the, the the cops like. Cause he 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 makes us not afraid of thugs like you, and I'm just like this guy probably like murdered Eric Garner. He's not like, like this is the cop. <laughs> okay, that they so have. couple things. One, the guy's torturing isn't a cop; he's a Batman copycat. But also, yeah, he probably was a cop because this dude yeah. is a fat piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't make us afraid of thugs like you. Ooh. Yeah, and then also no, uh, this out. I stand the by it. I stand by it. Then. If he, if you're a Batman cop, copycat, then you're like a cop for free. Yeah, I stand by it. He deserved it. Yeah. Did you know that Cole that the the Golden State Killer was a fucking cop? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Makes complete sense. I saw it today. I was like, oh shit, this guy who just like raped fifty people and like murdered thirteen or something. I don't know, like high teens. I think actually people and like broke into 150 places was just like hey dave you want to go to the fucking donut shop today we need to go shoot some black people and he was he was active duty during all like i remember reading that i think he even got assigned to some like to investigate some of these and just like well yeah it was like intentionally like like not not even covering it up just doing what cops usually do and like going to a crime scene and crime scene and shrugging you know just being like (laughs) All right, I'm here at the scene. Lady says she was raped. All right, I guess I'll see you later. You know, yeah. like, give us a call if he comes back, you know. 
Yeah, what um, were you wearing? Let me put that down in my stupid ass notebook. Yeah, it's like it, it would be great if every if like um, L.A. Noir was real and every cop was just like this like sort of like slightly um, functioning like like psychopath and they just show <laughs> yeah. up. They just draw sketches of everything. Like, can you describe what is, what the shape of his nose was? It Roman? Was it more Eastern European? You know. Uh, <laughs> Was it Jewish? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Was he Chinese and Jewish? <laughs> like a racist sketch artist. He just shows up. He's like, All How right. big was his lips? I'm yeah. Put my finger to my nose and I'm going to keep going. You just tell me when to stop. Just tell me when to stop, <laughs> yeah. right? Did he look like he'd throw a spear? Did he look like he would, you know, suck a banana off? Like, like can he can he point to his skull shape? Just I'm gonna I'm gonna you know was it carry, was it more Romani? Carry the gun. Was it sideways? Was it a little yes. less than sideways? Was it in the black neighborhood or the black neighborhood next door? Like, uh, what was he wearing? He's wearing pants. All right, I'm gonna start sagging him. I'm gonna tell you now. Tell me when to stop. You know, just tell me when to stop. Oh, all the way to your ankles. Got it. It was definitely definitely a black person. We gotta go fuck him up. Now, I'm going to take my penis out. And I'm just going to need you to just, just point and just tell me, just tell me when to stop. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to put it on the tip and I'm going to keep going. Just tell me when to stop. Oh, okay. You, you said it's eight feet long. You said his penis okay. is actually eight feet okay. long. Okay. So I know exactly the person who it is. It's definitely a black guy. And I know the one. It's like, he puts it, he's like, okay, I'm going to APB on a black guy who's, <laughs> whose pants are on his ankles. His cock is eight feet long. His nose is, is six feet long. I'm going to need a, <laughs> I need eight, all points bulletin. I think cars. his name is Shaka Zulu or some stupid yes. shit like that. Shaquarius, yeah. Quandarius the third. In retrospect, back from the fucking the, war. In retrospect, the victim may have been messing with me. The victim may have been the perpetrator himself. We don't know. Just put an APB out. Some black guy. First black guy you see, that's him. That's the perp. All right, good police work. Yeah, he's like, uh, you, you say, uh, oh, oh, I, uh, you know, it's like uh, truth, lie, or it's truth, lie, and doubt. And it's like truth is like... Uh, yeah, I completely believe you. It's like lies like, I don't know, you might be messing with me. And Dad's like, you motherfucking fucking lie to me. I'll fucking yeah, kill you I'm and your really... entire fucking family. <laughs> yeah. God, that game was awful. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I was going to say about um, Dark Knight 2 is that like Batman, because he's like stupid, is like, how do, like you know, he's like, he can't comprehend the Joker. He's like, how do I deal with this criminal mastermind? This guy who wears fucking clown makeup. How do I deal with this? <laughs> and Michael Caine is like, you know, Miss. I'm not even gonna do his accent. I know he has a Cockney accent. I'm not even gonna do it. He's like, you know, Mr. Wayne. Uh, I used to work as a fucking mercenary, <laughs> and the fucking Burmese dictator called me in to like deal with this guy who was like a robbing. Joke. Yeah. And it's like it was supposed to be this profound moment where it's like Some this guy was just knocking to bang. Yeah, he was just knocking over convoys and giving away precious gems. And it's like, yeah, how crazy is that <laughs> to like just deprive your enemy of like valuable resources? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That guy's hacky. Oh, this guy. It's like it's like if you looked into that conflict or whatever, well, it's like 
Michael Caine was on like like Contra uh, death squads, basically. I love how fucking Christopher Nolan like has this be- like he loves the police and he just like you know loves like you know systems of oppression or whatever. But like he draws the line at like spying on people's cell phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a piece of shit. Like Nolan's such a piece of shit. Oh, let's talk about the girl, the fajita lady. Yes. So fajita lady, like. She just she has an existential crisis over like no cheese being on her fajitas, and this is her. Don't read the pic, but that's her. Okay. And it's like it's okay. So there's been there's been two wife guys that have come yeah. out in recent weeks because like because like I guess because like God actually does exist, and he's seeing that everything is shitty right now, so he decides to gift us with two wife guys in one week, and it's um. There's no cheese on my fajitas, wife guy. And then there's also, um, I'm going to defend the Republic with my pink polo and AR-15 wife guy. Yeah, like there's been, it's, it's you know, two, usually we'd have to wait. There'd be months in between wife guy incidents. But now we've gotten two within a very short time frame. So it may be um, increasing. But um, yeah, the, uh, the fucking fajita <laughs> wife guy, which is like... Um, in fairness to her, she was not like this was totally the wife guy initiating this, right? And, yeah. the, and the the other wife guy that was in tandem. Him and his wife were in tandem. They were out there fucking, you know, wielding their weapons um, as a team. So you know that's uh, you know we can we can say that there you know it took two to tango there. Whereas here it was just him taking a picture of his dejected wife as he explains that she needs her fucking shredded cheese to eat her fajitas. And it's like, you fucking hog, like just eat your fucking food. You know, like you got your meat, you know, you can't wait. You have to wait on your dairy. Oh, that's such a fuck. That's such an American fucking sentence right there. It's like, I have my food, I have my sustenance and, but I can't eat it without my, my special treat. You know, I need my treat on top of it. I can't just have my food. I need my treat. You know, I can't have it. So and then it was like, uh, you know, like her face is plastered across like the the face of just typical American, like sort of decadence. Right. Is her is the shredded cheese lady. And um, this guy is probably getting his fucking ass reamed open because he deigned he like decided to put and it's like he's not in the picture. It's not like a selfie with him and her. It's just her. So all people know is her face. Like, it couldn't be more perfect. All they see is her, and this and it's this guy's fault. Like, it's 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 gorgeous. Yeah, and then, of course, there's the uh, attorney power couple, right? There's, uh, there's, there's the attorney power couple of girl, uh, wife pointing gun at husband's head while, like, almost squeezing the trigger. And there's also... Him pointing the gun downrange at her when she's like further downrange. <laughs> they're just looking for an excuse to shoot each other because they're fucking idiots. They look like they've never held a gun in their life, which they haven't probably. That too, I was noticing that the way the guy was holding his AR, it's like he, it seems like a foreign object to him. You know what I'm saying? He's holding it very stiffly, like in like a like, I, and the lady too. I mean, the, like. Like the fact, okay, I don't want to like body shame, but she looked enormous compared to that gun. Like that gun was so small in her hand, 
She looked like it was honestly hard to see the gun in certain pictures. I couldn't see it because she's so big in comparison. Well, I mean, to this I think in this, life. I think in this regard, you can call her, you know, a fat land whale because like her fucking mansion of opulence built on the the the, the graves of dead Navajo children or whatever. <laughs> you know, I think you could definitely make fun of her for that. But yeah, there's uh there was two wife guys. Uh, and there was also, and I will say this, this is the first time this has ever happened. Uh, there was a, a video that came out and it was one of the people freaking the fuck out about not wearing a mask. Like, 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 I don't want to, I don't have to wear a mask in public. And this girl's yeah. flipped the fuck out and she's like, I've got a breathing problem, whatever. And they're like, everyone's like, get out, get out. Uh, and she walks out and uh, the, the, the dog, Avi, uh, Ellie Mayo, whatever his name is, he's uh, friends with the posting minister, or whatever. He did point out, he said, would smash. And I'm like, I watched the video and I was like, wow, this is the first time a non mask, like quote unquote Karen, would smash. Definitely. And also, yeah. someone commented and they said, oh, thank God they thought she was white because apparently she's like Middle Eastern or something. She's like, Lebanese or I don't know, like a mixture of something like Armenian and Lebanese or something well, along. Yeah. The line. Like the status of Karen, like uh, I think it most often applies to white women, but it's um it can apply across races. Like we it's like really a um it's like a set like being a like being a Karen in this case, quote unquote, it's like assuming um like a certain amount of like uh, privilege and um, entitlement and the sort of belief that your your personal um, anything that sort of requires you to make any small I mean it's, I, I hate even calling wearing a mask a sacrifice but any small sacrifice to your own comfort or um, anything anything like that um, is like a gross infliction upon your own freedom uh, like just having like that in and of itself can sort of apply the uh, the Karen tag, you know, to you um, because you know that's and it that it just so happens that happens to coincide with like white women to a good extent because that's just you know being white in America is kind of like goes hand in hand with that sort of thing. But yeah, if you're a, of a certain mindset, sort of no matter your race, yeah, could fall into that. One thing I really want to touch on before we go. And this relates to what we were ta just talking about is, you know, people feeling like somehow wearing a mask for other people's safety is like a detriment towards our freedoms. And I've seen one today driving around town, like doing some errands, like we're talking, picking up essentials here, like my cat food for Luca and then um, like some drinks or something. It was like the streets were filled. Every restaurant was full. And this is like 2 p.m. on a on – a, today's Tuesday, right? A yeah. Tuesday, 2 p.m. on a, a Tuesday and it's like life is back to normal. And meanwhile, you're reading in the news like, oh, wow, they're actually like peaking again. We're reaching like the worst uh, daily increase in, in coronavirus cases that we've ever had in the U.S. And it's like – People just don't don't fucking care because um, it's it's not just wearing a mask. It's like we want to go out and we want to do our things. And I, I saw someone uh, online, I forget where it was, but basically he was like, yeah, if you're telling me like it's going to take a million corpses, but I get to have college football, then 
sign me up. And I think like, yeah, that is a bit maybe of an exaggeration, but that is truly the mindset of some people. It's like, well, it doesn't, I'm not going to get it. So if uh, these other people are going to get coronavirus, then then fuck them because it's more important that I go to Panda Express and I'm packed at 2 p.m. on Tuesday than, you know, stay home. And, and I think uh, we're going to see this where there's going to be intense pressure from the experts, right, to close the country back down. Yes. But because we know the second wave is coming. They've been talking about the second it's, wave. It's here. Like and it might just be like it might actually be worse than we even imagined because of yeah. how relaxed things are. Yes. Um, what are people going to do when when experts are saying, please stay home, shelter in place again? Like we have to do all the same things we did two months ago. We have to do again because we didn't wait long enough. And people are just going to say, no, it's going to be worse. It's like, you know, like. I don't know. We're dealing with children here. And if like if you would just punish the child, which even pu- using the word punishment is the wrong word. But it's like if you just, you know, been consistent like with a pet, you know, you're trying to train them. If you had been consistent, but you gave them treats and now they expect treats instead of sitting in place. It's like if there's no way they can actually close down the states again to the level it was that before because people will lose their actual fucking minds. Well, Josh, I. I I would say like here like to me like the behavior of people um, isn't really what so it what needs to happen right is what we've all said right what it's it's been very apparent but the thing is is that um, uh, the way to handle it is the way that like Vietnam or like China or Cuba has handled it right is every like everyone has to shelter in place. Um, people will be provided for, you know, you will have whatever, like, like stipends, like monthly payments, food delivered, all that stuff, all that stuff, um, is that's how you contain the spread is that you, you basically say you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to work, you know, like your, your rent, all that stuff will be taken care of while we deal with this pandemic. And that's just not being offered on any level here like that's just the like neither political party really is interested in doing that so the options are either uh open everything up again and let people go to work and just like let it spread indefinitely because that's just what's going to happen because um like it's like opening it up and then okay we'll require everyone to have a mask well there's not enough masks to go around well then we'll just put people in prison who don't have masks well, then the prisons will be full of COVID, which they already are. So um, or the other option is like what you said, Josh, is close everything down again. And, yeah, people will lose their fucking minds because it's, you know, we'll have another wave of like people just losing their jobs because everyone's going to be home again. So and and businesses closing and all that. So the the options are like being presented right. Now. And so, of course, m- most people are kind of going to be like, well, yeah, just open it all up. Like, I'd rather have that, you know, than, you know, the other option, because there is no um, solution in place that actually will actually benefit people. Well, like none, neither party's offering that. So, yeah, yeah. you're going to go with the, yeah, we'll just open it all up, whatever. Just Yeah, you know. I, I think I think the biggest thing and, and I've actually <clears throat> I've actually like I still take precautions like every time 
I go to the gym. I bring like a little uh, portable hand sanitizer with me yeah. and, and yeah. like do it after every, and I clean all my equipment and, and hand sanitize literally after every workout. And I take a shower as soon as I get home, all this stuff, right? Where like when I go to work, I wear a mask, but I will have to say though, I, I was like, yeah, people just don't give a shit anymore. Cause they'll just go to Kroger. Like fucking 90 year old grandma will go to Kroger without a mask on. And a lot, a lot of people think it's, they say, fuck this is my personal freedom. I don't have to wear a mask, whatever, whatever. Right. And those people are the ones that have kind of ruined it for everyone else, which is, um, what happens is because those people exist and because it's America and we realize, uh, the state doesn't function. Um, people aren't conscious enough of community to, um, sacrifice their, you know, breathing in the, um, you know, the smog covered air. Uh, they want to, you know, instead of like wearing a mask, they're just like, no, I want to be able to breathe all this smog in and everything. Um, so there are people who realize that. And, and like, I, I think I've gotten to this point. I'm like, come what may, like, who gives a fuck at this point? Because the, the country is so failed. It's such a failed experiment. Like I said today, it failed as soon as it started, and we just kept trying to keep it alive, trying to see if this country will work, and it's not. It's not working anymore. Uh, it never worked to begin with. So uh, fuck it. I was like, you know, it's, it's at this point, I'm like, cool. If I get COVID and die, that's best and worst case scenario. You know what I'm saying? So like at this point, I feel like people – like there are – the reason there's so much more people who are like going to stores without masks and going to eat and, and all this stuff is because they just don't care. It's not that they don't care about other people. They just like, they said, fuck it. Like if, if other people aren't going to care and your country doesn't care about you, then what, 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 what recourse do you have? Do you, are you, are you going to be the, the one to, to, you know, give up every single one of your, your life, like give up all of your life and your experiences and stuff because, uh, because and nothing's going to like change. Like, are you going to be that one? No. And they just say, fuck it. And they just say, you know, I'll be the one to, 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 to get it or not. And I'm going to take that risk. And I, I'm, I'm actually, I don't blame those people. I'm at that point myself. I don't care if I get it at all. Um, I don't want to give it to other people. I think I might've yeah. already had it, but the thing is, and I still do all the precaution precaution stuff but I don't care. Like I'm not afraid to go outside of my house anymore. Like I will fucking go anywhere. I don't care. I would go to a restaurant. Who cares? Like I'm just at that point where it's, you know, it because America has failed so much for so long since its inception. I would say, but um, since it's like it's very clearly now um, failed during this pandemic. Like both sides, both both of the responses have been lukewarm at best and fucking awful at worst. Every other country figured it the fuck out, right? So it's whether whether that's by force or whether that's by the citizens doing their civic duty or whatever, they figured it the fuck out. And America hasn't figured it out, and we won't figure it out because we're stupid and we're feckless, and it just doesn't matter. So fuck it, just. Go go drink your fucking soy latte or whatever and have brunch with your friends. I'm not going to fucking judge you anymore because I also don't care. I mean, yeah, like we've um, 
I'll say too, my maybe like one thing is like we like it's very apparent what needs to be done. It's like it's like it's not really ignorant. It's just intentional. Like, well, we don't want to do that because you know that would involve um, like changing something. You know, like I remember back uh, in sort of like the early stages of this when, like, say, Italy, France, Spain, like all like a bunch of like, you know, Britain, like European countries were getting hit hard by it. And you had like the near attendants and like the other Democratic establishments being like, well, like, yeah, like Joe Biden on the debate stage being like, well, Italy has like, you know, socialized health care and they're getting hit hard. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, that it doesn't matter what health care it is, you know, Uh and then it's like, look at it now and you look at how like the rates have dropped to like, you know, like significantly in all those countries is because, you know, because they've uh, done what's necessary and because their healthcare systems are just built to handle something like this eventually, get it handled eventually. And if you look at our numbers, they're skyrocketing because we've not only like done, you know, half-assed any sort of like, um, uh, you know, uh, efforts to contain it. Also, our, our healthcare systems like are like, just aren't aren't built to handle this. Like they're going to be overwhelmed. Like they already are overwhelmed. They're going to be overwhelmed even more when these c- cases continue to skyrocket. Like if we like, it's just you know, seeing this narrative that like oh well, you know health healthcare isn't really the problem here, and just seeing how it's completely reversed in every country that has socialized healthcare is just you know it's maddening. It's being gaslit. You know? Well, I think the thing is the people who have socialized health care, the countries that do, which is like literally every first world country, um, has a sense of community that Americans don't have. And they also they also have leadership that will actually listen to experts and isn't in like this war against facts and science. Is um, it like Trump saying, guys, we have to stop testing people <laughs> like because it's making me look bad. But you look. Testing. You look and like two of the worst countries for coronavirus are Brazil and the United Talking States. Brazil. Yes. And it's like, well, these are the people who have been pushing back against it and denying it the hardest. Um, and the reason why, you know, it's it's multifaceted. Matt made a good point that a lot, some of it does have to do with culture, but also they have leadership that will put in restrictions. And um, early on, we saw that like people adapted fairly well to it at first, like when it first came out and they're like, okay, you have to shelter in place and stuff like, like, yeah, there were grumblings and people complaining about it, but it wasn't near the level of like pandemonium that it is now. But back then it was like, okay, you know, this sucks, but we all are in this together and we got to do it. And that would have been the perfect time to just like do all the things you talked about, Cole, you know, create a program and provide some solutions. And they st- started to do that but it quickly fell apart like very quickly and yes. and so yeah it's 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 like i mean what else can you do but throw your hands up and be like what there's nothing that's going to change and nothing i can do and i think that's kind of where matt's sentiment is and it, i mean it's hard not to be like that honestly it's hard not to be like well fuck it because what are you going to do that affects it Exactly. Like, Josh, you're exactly right on like people were, you know, like willing to to do to 
yeah, to to comply, to do this sort of thing. Like it was a sense of being together. And like the, it, it's just that it turned into like, you know, well, there's no part two to it. It's part mm-hmm. one is that you, you people, you individuals, you all shoulder this, right? You shoulder the burden while the government does jack shit. Well, and and then it's like the government, like the thing is all these half measure bullshit that our government does. The reason people don't care anymore is because like we're fucking tired of the half measures, right? It's, uh, hey, maybe the cops shouldn't murder black people in cold blood. So we're going to name a boulevard Black Lives Matter Boulevard. We're going to fire all the the white actors who, who voice black characters. And then it's also like, Okay, so we're going to do that, but we're not going to make any laws. We're not going to change anything. We're not going to address the problem at all. And then also with COVID, it says, okay, we're going to shut everything down and cause massive unemployment. And we're going to give you $1,200 for three fucking months. And you're also not going to have health care. And if you get COVID, you're going to owe us a million dollars and you'll never get out of it. And you're going to graduate in this shitty fucking economy with like the only thing, the only jobs that are available are these dumbass, stupid ass science jobs about like computers and just like, like coding a fucking website for Buzzfeed or whatever. And then people who are morally like who are just morally tired, spiritually tired, alienated to the nth degree. No one liked their jobs to begin with. And they're not going to have fucking jobs after this so they say fuck it who cares if i get a disease it doesn't matter because the united states as a country has failed so fucking miserably during this pandemic and during these protests and just during its inception it's always constantly failed the only reason we've ever done any fucking good like like in terms of economics not good in the world which we've done terrible in the world but in terms of economic like growth or anything is because we just constantly kill other countries we just murder them and take their resources and do that and it's 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 a failed it's a failed experiment we're done it's over it's fine that we're over it's fine if everyone fucking dies who cares like just it doesn't matter at this point like go have your fucking lattes because guess what nothing else is going to fucking change as as long as like we have the same fucking retards in government that we've been having ever since this country's been created i yelled my time fuck you yeah so i did last thing for me is i when when coronavirus happened there were so many other things going on like when i say happened i mean like the first like things came out about it in america and it was starting like oh shit this is serious like that was also it seems so long ago, but I you know Bernie was still in the race then, and like I think all of us were kind of excited for it because not that people were dying, but it was like holy shit, here's in some sort of external godlike hand that's going to come in and force our government to do something, and we've seen even in the face of actual people dying and in, in you know thousands a day or thousands of people getting a day and then dying hundreds dying every day um they won't do anything and so now it's okay if if you know world calamity won't change anything then what will because there's there's something else coming around the corner it's called climate change and that's going to be a real sweet one to deal with and billionaires have made so much fucking money 
off of this pandemic and people are unemployed and like we're not doing anything and cops are killing us and killing just they're they're indiscriminate they're discriminately killing black people and people are protesting that and saying like this needs to stop this is this is an injustice that's been going on for too long and nothing is changing and like we're seeing that we're seeing that nothing's changing it's just the same shit constantly happening the writ in America, the like this country fucking sucks. I hate to tell, I hate to, to to be the bear bad news. As a first world country, this is the worst first world country. Anyone can fucking debate me on this. I don't care. It is the worst first world country. If unless you're super rich, if you're rich, it's a fucking it's the best first world country. But if you're anywhere middle class or below, it is literally the worst to live in. It is awful. This country fucking sucks. That's why I told a friend. I said I don't understand why Europeans. Like, want to come over here because, like, oh, over there you get, like, you know, health care. Like, here you don't even get that. I yield my time. Fuck you. Yes. <laughs> Every rant should end like that. Just, I, yeah. No, but we'll, we'll get some more updates this next week because the way the numbers are looking that coronavirus is spiking again coronavirus is spiking um, again we're all losing our jobs but at least trump can drink some water with one hand that's true but he can't put it back down again that was bullshit he like drank it and then tossed it it's like yeah no you gotta complete the rotation dude yeah to your mouth and then back down it's like uh you're doing your reps in the weight room and you go down with a squat yeah. but you don't go back up you just throw the weight off your back it's like, oh, that's a bad, that's bad reps right there. You throw down the clean. It's like, no, you got to go down. The down, the negative motion is just as important as the positive one. Exactly. All right, y'all. So I guess that's the end of the pod or whatever. Yep. Bye. Yeah.